From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right. We've reached the end of another amazingly busy news week, which means today is WTF Friday. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end this wonderful, whacked out week of adventures in podcasting with some <laughs> whew, some pretty serious stuff. But uh, as usual, before we get into the, uh, the muck and the mire of a lot of this mess, uh, you can send us email, questions, comments, shout outs, what have you, to inblackandright at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, inblackandright.net. There will be updates over the weekend. And just to let you know that next week, in Black and Right, we're going to be taking the show on the road. Uh, we're going to be in the Carolinas. Uh, probably uh, most of the time we're going to be spending in North Carolina. I'm doing a special series of interviews uh, while I'm attending a men's conference in the eastern part of North Carolina, my beloved home state. So yes, we're going to be uh, on the air uh, with some pre-recorded uh, episodes, some special episodes, but I am going to be gone for a good chunk of the next week. But when I get back, uh, and I hope to be uploading some of these episodes, uh, even before I return to the studio here in Florida, but we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have some great uh, discussions and some great interviews with some amazing people. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes and ears open uh, for these special shows uh, next week. Well, right now, as we definitely dig into some serious WTF-level uh, stuff, uh, let's start with Joe Biden. And yesterday, unveiling his $6.8 trillion, with a T, folks, trillion dollar budget for fiscal year 2024. Which, by the way, is more than $1 trillion more than his budget proposal from last year. So, and of course, Biden has proposed increasing taxes in order to fund the budget. Now, of course... They're, and the Office of Management and Budget Director, Shalanda Young, pretty much said it best as was quoted in an article that was done by Axios. Quote, you have to begin to pay your fair share. End quote. Have we not heard this before? Oh, people have to pay their fair share. Yeah, uh-huh. Been there, done that, did the sequel, and it's a crock because when you talk about the rich or when the left talks about the rich you darn well know instinctively even if you don't understand it from an economic perspective but instinctively you know 
that there are not nearly enough millionaires and billionaires to pay for a lot of this crap. And besides, these are people who have very good accountants, very good lawyers, and a lot of what their money is either sh is sheltered or it's offshore where the government can't reach it. So here we have this silly idea uh, <laughs> by the Biden administration. And I'm just reading a, a small portion of the story uh, that I saw in just the news uh, dot com. Now, the budget is four times the size of that $1.7 trillion omnibus bill that Congress passed with an awful lot of help from Mitch, the son of a <clears throat> McConnell, and 17 of his fellow collaboration collaborationists who apparently don't give one rat's ass about the American people, just spend, 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 spend. And a lot of these people that joined in this nonsense are from red states. Uh, Arkansas, South Dakota, Mississippi, just to name three of them. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, Mitch and all of his buddies uh, screwed us. And they screwed the Congress, the House anyway, uh, up for at least the next few months until... Uh, the end of the fiscal year, which comes at the end of September. So, yeah, I mean, I'm reading this and it's like, okay, we've got a $31 trillion plus def, uh, national debt. You know, that's pretty bad. But now, reading just this one paragraph from the story in Just the News, apparently, and, and, I, and I quote this, the Biden administration says the budget would reduce the deficit by nearly $3 trillion over the next decade. Huh? Really? Okay, I call BS on that. Uh, the White House plans on doing this by raising the overall corporate tax from 21% to 28%, quadrupling corporate stock buybacks, and creating a new billionaire tax. Again, I say BS on both. Now, when you always hear the left talk about, well, millionaires have to pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you pretty much discover that these millionaires and billionaires aren't going to pay for this. It is mathematically impossible so where do you think they're going to get the rest that's right taxing you you the middle class you the working class they do not care this is a lie that has been perpetrated so many times I can see it coming from miles away now you throw in this crazy tax increase they're not going to reduce the deficit and you're going to put this right in the middle of the fight that's going on between the house uh, and kevin mccarthy speaker mccarthy 
and Joe Biden and his White House goons in the middle of the debt ceiling. Okay. Uh, Hello. We already have obscene inflation. We have the even more obscene national debt. There and you've got a budget that has one trillion dollars more than the year previous. That is not going to fly. That is absolutely not going to fly. And I can tell you right now, they're getting ready. The Biden regime is getting ready to blame the MAGA Republicans when this whole thing with the debt ceiling starts to get close and their media allies that will bend over and grab the ankles for them on demand will continue to scare you, the American people, that, oh, we're going to default, we're going to default, we just got to... No, no, no. This is a test. This is a test for the House, for Speaker McCarthy, and the, and the MAGA Republicans. There is not going to be, and there doesn't need to be, a debt ceiling increase. It, it's not feasible and to borrow a very uh, liberal word, progressive word, it's not sustainable. It is absolutely not sustainable. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, it's not sustainable, people. So this budget is DOA, number one. Number two, if Mitch and the Senate GOP, who really, frankly... Uh, it's the Uniparty, because Chuck Schumer's going to jump on board, too. Hey, folks, it is now time, well past time, to be perfectly honest, for fiscal sanity. We cannot afford this. We can't afford it literally. We can't afford it figuratively. An increase in the corporate tax? Eh, sorry. That... That's not going to help economic growth. I mean, my goodness, you've already got, uh, just today, the big headline in the business world, Silicon Valley Bank, the 16th largest bank in the country, just went belly up. It failed. It just imploded. And apparently all these startups... Uh, that we're trying to get capital, forget about it. And it, right now, California regulators and the FDIC have taken over the bank. But now, guess what? With the failure of this bank, Silicon Valley Bank, it created a huge honking mess on Wall Street. Uh, the Dow was down over 400 points. Investors in Silicon Valley Bank, um, they're like, what the heck? Where's our money? And some 97% of the accounts, the, the deposits that are in Silicon Valley Bank are not insured by the government. I thought, what? You got to be kidding me. But nope. This is a mess. Which, guess what is going to happen over the weekend going into next week? Silicon Valley Bank is going to be going to Congress 
asking for a, wait for it, a bailout. A bailout the, the, in 2008 style. Bailout. You know, the bank's too big to fail. Well, apparently, this one did. And it just went into a tailspin uh, on trading uh, on the market today. So you've got Biden with a dang near $7 trillion budget with all kinds of tax increases. You've got inflation that's still a mess. You've got all kinds of prices for food, for energy, for housing. They're still a mess. And the Fed is still trying to get inflation down, but they're also trying to essentially take all of these millions of illegals, including children who are working in factories, essentially some type of indentured servitude, 21st century style, because they're having to pay all this money to the cartels, which apparently have all kinds of influence along the border states, like especially Arizona with its racist governor, who's a real mess. So you've got all kinds of variables in this economic soup, and it sucks. It's going to absolutely suck because it's not going to help American workers. It's not going to help American companies. You have already, my friends, we're already in a recession. Two-thirds of the American people believe we are in a recession. And all the other lies that we've been told by the Biden administration. Oh, well, inflation is transitory. <clears throat> Sorry, that was a lie. And it's still a lie. We're a mess. And... In the days and the weeks to come, just watch. I'm willing to bet you next week, Silicon Valley Bank is going to try to make some type of, a, of an attempt to get a bailout. And we can't afford it. This is what happens when you get into irresponsible and reckless uh, monetary policy. If you can't keep up, then sorry, this is how the market works. If you can survive and be smart, great. If you fail because you didn't have the brain power that God gave a tree stump, then no, you don't deserve a bailout. This is not 2008. This is not George W. Bush. I'm like, no, 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 and no. Forget that idea. Oh, mercy. Ugh. Anyway, I don't even want to get into this even more because I'm, unfortunately, I'm just, I, I'm out of Advil because it just gives me a huge headache when I think about how irresponsible this regime has been on so many things. It would take me, gosh, what, about a couple of hours to go through it, but I don't want to bore y'all, um, with a lot of that because you already know it's a mess you inst you either instinctively know it's a mess or you actually know because 
You're going to the grocery store, you're going to the gas station, you're looking at your rent. Oh my gosh, small businesses hang tough because you're definitely going to get clobbered. If you've already had layoffs with some of the biggest known and best known companies in the country, Microsoft, Amazon, other, uh, other such companies, yeah, it's going to be a mess. I mean, scratch that. It's already a mess. And this crazy budget is not going to help it one single bit. Period. Ugh. Well, enough of that rant. But interestingly enough, there are some of the more interesting hearings that are going on uh, from all the key committees. Uh, intelligence, Judiciary, Oversight, and all the subcommittees, but one in particular that really caught my attention. <clears throat> uh, Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, and a real piece of human excrement, apparently went at it with Elise Stefanik, a congresswoman from New York, and she made him look like an absolute doofus. I mean, I, I, I'm going to put this, I'm going to play an exchange. Yeah, it's about three and a half minutes, but it's indicative of a lot of things about how much of a piece of crap Christopher Ray and the FBI is. And the, and the whistleblowers that are absolutely, they're singing like Luciano Pavarotti and about the FBI and about their practices and just basic questions um, that you'll hear and very legitimate questions by Elise Stefanik and what do you know Christopher Ray tries to do a song and dance uh, using the usual tactics of you know, we're, if that's an ongoing investigation. I mean, you'll you'll hear all this when you listen uh, to uh, Stefanik's uh, questioning of Christopher Ray. It is a thing of beauty. So I will play this from yesterday. This was at least Stefanik uh, in a congressional committee questioning Christopher Ray of the FBI. Uh, I also want to shift gears here regarding Judiciary Committee. I serve on the select subcommittee there, and this committee has made 50 different requests for information and documents concerning the operations and the actions of the FBI. And to date, the FBI has not complied with the Judiciary Committee's long outstanding requests for information and documents. The FBI is accountable to Congress and by extension the American people. Responding to this routine oversight is the bare minimum. And today, the FBI failed to send a witness to the Judiciary Committee hearing, saying that we had this hearing happening. Can you commit to sending a witness before the next Judiciary Committee subcommittee hearing on March 28th? And we're happy to work with you on making sure we Can you commit to available. provide a witness? We will, of course, make people available to the committee. But you didn't make people available today. This Why? is the base minimum. The agencies need to provide witnesses. Can I get a commitment? Yes, you will provide a witness. We will work with you to make people available. That's not a yes. So for the American people, you are having the FBI director refuse to provide a witness. Just say I'm yes. Not, I'm not refusing to provide a witness. I want to be clear on that. I said we will work with you to make somebody available. So 
Great. So someone will be made available. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's all I wanted. A yes. Moving forward, do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation? Well, I want to be careful about there is an ongoing investigation that is relevant to that. Uh, so I have to be careful of what I can share on that here. Do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation? I don't think there's anything I can share on that in open setting. Were you aware that the FBI personnel were in contact with Twitter regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story? I don't believe FBI personnel were in contact with with Twitter about the Hunter laptop story specifically. I think there were people in contact with Twitter about Russian disinformation efforts. Of which the Hunter Biden laptop story was included according to the FBI. Well, I, think, I don't know exactly what you're looking at, but, but I'm happy to talk about what it is the FBI does and does not do with respect to social media companies. Were you aware that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December of 2019? I can't speak to exactly when we had a laptop available. There is, a, there is as, you, as you know, there is an ongoing investigation run by the U.S. Attorney out of Delaware from the prior administration that we continue to work very closely with. And, and we have an ongoing investigation as well. And our Baltimore field office is working very hard with that U.S. Attorney, and I expect them to pursue that case uh, as far as it takes. Is stonewalling, Director Ray? The American people deserve answers, and this is unacceptable. Lastly, did you sign off on the Mar-a-Lago raid? Uh, well, first off, it was not a raid. It was an execution of a search warrant. Did you Second. sign off on the execution Second. of the search warrant? May I finish? Second, I don't sign off on individual search warrants in that case or in any other. Did Attorney General Merrick Garland sign off to your awareness? I can't speak to the Attorney General. Was there dissent at senior levels of the FBI about the conducting of the, of the search warrant? I can't speak to internal discussions among the FBI or among the FBI and the Department of Justice. Even though it's been reported in the Washington Post. There are lots Multiple. of things reported in the media. I know, leaked from your agency. Yeah. Leaked from your agency yeah. frequently it's reported in the Washington Post. It may or may Post. not be accurate. It may or may not be accurate. With that, I yield back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is pathetic. I mean, I could set a watch, my watch by this guy. I mean... Ongoing investigation. Can't get into that. Won't even commit to simple yes and no questions. Uh, sending someone from the from the FBI to the Judiciary Committee because they've been asked. I mean, this guy can't tell the truth to save his miserable life. He's so snarky and smarmy, and because he knows that nobody's going to do much of anything to him, and he's going to continue to do his best to stop Donald Trump. And frankly, his lame-ass his lame excuse, it's like, well, it's not a raid. It was the execution of a search warrant. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Director Ray. I call BS on that. Total bull. Because if it was such a simple search warrant and an execution thereof, why did a fully armed FBI SWAT team in full tactical gear not allow President Trump's attorney into Mar-a-Lago while y'all were tearing the place apart, going through Melania's closets, probably some of her unmentionables, going through Barron's room to see if you could find some kind of classified documents, maybe... Uh, 
you know, inside of his uh, PlayStation or whatever gaming system he has. I mean, that's pathetic. And that's a damn... It's not just a lie, it's a damn lie, Christopher Ray, And you freaking well know it. And as far as the whole thing about... Did he give the green light to raid President Trump's home? And if he didn't, did Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, and say, oh, I can't speak to that. It's like, hello? Uh, this is what you call... The cover-up is worse than the crime. And, yeah, it was a raid because things were taken. And some of the things that were taken from Mar-a-Lago were not part of this, quote-unquote, search warrant that was given to, which was uh, granted by a judge who never should have done it anyway because he should have recused himself for some kind of bias. Uh, no. Sorry. Absolutely not. This is about as moronic as you get. So, and everybody knows, any, anybody with half a brain knows that the FBI and its reputation and its credibility uh, has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. I mean, how many whistleblowers have already come out? Uh, others who used to work uh, for the FBI, uh, a man named Stephen Gray, 23-year veteran of the FBI, and even he says it, the FBI in its current form is a full-blown mess and needs to be completely disassembled as it currently is configured. Man, that's coming from... And, and Mr. Gray, I believe only retired less than a year or two ago. So, yeah, it's not like some disgruntled employee. You know, plus you have other whistleblowers like Stephen Friend uh, from Florida. Uh, I believe over on the Atlantic side of the state. And he pretty much was told, you know, hey, we're the FBI. You owe your loyalty to us. Forget constitutional and civil liberties. Forget it. No, this is exactly why people like uh, Christopher Ray and the Injustice Department and what it does to people. I mean, the the Mark the Mark Houck case, a pro-life Catholic activist gets a call, gets the FBI SWAT team full tactical gear, bang, busting his door open, scaring the daylights out of his wife, and his seven kids traumatized. Yeah, okay. That, that, that really doesn't help your image. So pretty much, Christopher Ray, you and those of you in, on the seventh floor of the Hoover Building, yeah, uh, you pretty much need to burn for lying to Congress on a regular basis and lying to the media, but the media will take whatever you say and treat it as the gospel truth. And that's bad enough as it stands. So, okay. Well, interesting in some other news. You know, something a little bit uh, not quite so heavy. Uh, the late, great Rush Limbaugh, his estate 
in Palm Beach recently sold for $155 million. I'm like, wow. I mean, I have no idea who bought it, but that is a place of amazing history. Uh, it's it's three acres there on the, on the beach. Uh, Rush bought the house back in the 1990s, late 1990s, for like just around $4 million. Now, I don't know what they're going to be doing with the house, and and I'm sure his widow Catherine uh, will find herself. You know, she she was not left wanting. Rush took care of her, but to hear that his uh, his uh, the iconic Southern Command down in Palm Beach is now sold. It's kind of like, you know, it kind of feels like an, the end of an era, and that's kind of a and it's a bit of a bummer, but you know, I mean, Rush has been gone for two years, but his legacy is still very much alive, and I can and I can understand possibly why Catherine, his widow, wanted to sell uh, the estate, but getting 155 million for it, that ain't bad, that ain't bad at all. Uh, let's see. Well, I see by the clock on the wall, we're just about done uh, for today's WTF Friday. But I want to end today's show with something very special that just came out. The January 6th Prison Choir, along with President Trump, just released um, a recording a single called Justice for All and it is absolutely stirring to have somehow I don't know how they did it but every night at nine o'clock Eastern Time in the DC Gulag the prison the January 6th political prisoners get together they pray and they sing the national anthem every night. And I'm like, wow. And I mean, it's almost like, you know, prison ministry in a way. But they're, but they're praying the Lord's Prayer and they're singing the national anthem every night. And somehow, this, re this was recorded and went through a professional uh, to be mastered digitize, make it sound really good. And then in the midst of it, you have President Trump reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. Wow, it is powerful. And the proceeds from this, and you can go to uh, Cash Patel's site, website, uh, fightwithcash.com or J6 prisonchoir.com to hear it for yourself but I'm going to end today's program with that and I, I think if you are a real patriot and you're concerned about true justice because a lot of these folks haven't had squat as far as due process uh, solitary confinement some people over a year and a half in jail in pre-trial confinement 
and no trial. I mean, this is sick, people. This is how scary our government has become. They cannot be trusted and should not be trusted, especially when you have a weaponized FBI and a DOJ. So, my friends, uh, next week I will be on the road, uh, but you can always catch uh, previous uh, episodes uh, depending upon whatever podcast platform you use. We're on all of them, uh, small, big, and in between. So, yes, you can find us there. Tell your friends, encourage them to follow us uh, and get notifications. You can check out the archives, and as soon as I can, I will be uh, uploading these special shows uh, from the road in the Carolinas. And it's going to be a lot of fun, so hang with me, enjoy the weekend, and next week I'm going to be working. But I will not be that far away. You can always send us uh, messages on all of our social media. Twitter, uh, True Social, Getter, Parlor, True Patriot Network, Instagram. Yeah, we're going to be, you can always uh, send us stuff there. So for my friends, thank you so much for a great week. It's been a little tough today, but it's all right. We got through and I appreciate the love and the support I, I get from not just folks here in the United States. But we are in eight foreign countries, and we have listeners there. And I say thank you to the entire world uh, for listening. So here we go, my friends. Again, have a fantastic weekend. I will see you when I get back from assignment. And I will leave you with the January 6th choir and President Trump. justice for all.